Hi, I am Christina Barcy, the executive producer and co-host of this podcast. And today I am here with Salatrice Kumo, the executive director of economic and workforce development at Pasadena City College and also the host of this podcast, so you will recognize her voice. And as you know, things have been in a state of change during the majority of this year, and they will be greatly impacting how we continue to look toward the future when it comes to preparing our workforce. And that conversation really starts now with the businesses, policymakers, and community that exists today. So I can only imagine how much pivoting your department, Salvatrice, has had to do in many areas, but specifically in the planning for this upcoming event, the Future of Work Conference, which is what we're talking about today. So last year in 2019, Pasadena City College organized and launched the first ever Future of Work Conference, and I had the pleasure of capturing the many speakers and attendees during that live event for the podcast, which, listeners, if you haven't looked through our library of episodes yet, now is a really great time to catch up. But this year, the future of our conference is, of course, virtual and is happening next week on November 12th. So, Salvatrice, welcome. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. (laughs) Can you tell me why it is important that we push forward in having this event despite the changes in 2020? And was it even an option for you to skip it this year? So I want to say no. It It was not an option for us to skip it this year because now more than ever is why we should be having this event and these conversations And let's take a look around us, you know, with unemployment hitting record lows and occupations being eliminated, many will be faced with changing their careers unexpectedly, and they didn't want to to begin with. And so they are reimagining their careers and returning to institutions like community colleges to obtain those skills that they need to be relevant in this changing workforce. And on the flip side of that, we have industry sectors that are growing exponentially right now and occupations are being created, you know, one every three minutes, a new occupation is being created wow. um, in those in those emerging industries. And so it's really important for us to pause, not skip, keep moving business forward, and really have in-depth conversations about our future of work, pre-pandemic, post-pandemic, during pandemic. Absolutely. So it's almost sounds more important to make sure that we have these conversations now so that we can kind of stay tapped in and, and moving forward. That's right. That's amazing. So what, that being said, what are we focusing on this year and why is it important? This year we're, we're shifting gears just a little bit, you know, naturally because of the state of our environment, but uh, you know, we're focusing on advancing diversity, equity, and inclusion in workforce development which will then lead into a deep dive conversation into innovating career technical education. You know, we feel really strongly that these two discussions are worth amplifying in our current social and economic state. And as business leaders, as academics, as, as policymakers, you know, we need to be moving quickly to develop models that are going to boost the economy back up remove those barriers, and then create the accessibility. And so now is very timely to have those kinds of conversations and start ideating around them. I completely agree. Can you tell us quickly just why diversity helps the workforce, why it's important? Well, diversity helps the workforce in many different ways. I mean, we, you know, naturally it helps in talent acquisition. It helps in removing barriers for those who are just removing barriers in, in general to access of these occupations. But diversity sparks not only 
access. It sparks creativity. It sparks a different pool of talent. It sparks also innovation too. And when we think about diversity in, in, in design, whether it's a business model, whether it's a product, whether it's a service, it sparks creativity and, and you innovate around those things. I would, I would hundred percent agree. And I think it's just untapped talent and untapped markets, right? That's right. Absolutely. So how has the process been in creating the event this year, considering everything has been so different? And you have so much more to pivot around considering the future. Yes, we certainly did. Uh, you know, in the, initially the process was a little intimidating, if I can be honest, simply because we just didn't, you know, this is not our normal. And so it was intimidating, but as it turns out, it was actually the most wonderful process um, in creating these events because, or this particular event because you know multiple leaders and practitioners across the state are volunteering their time to may have these discussions because not only are they conversations that stimulate growth but they are also a step towards solving a very complex issue it has been wonderful to really witness leaders just coming up and saying yes i want to talk about this this is important um, and it's evident in our speaker lineup well, that is a great segue because I would love to hear who we're going to hear from this year. <laughs> well, it's a long list of folks, but just to kind of give you a little sprinkle, uh, you know, <laughs> we'll be hearing from our, our keynote speaker is Josh Davies, CEO of Center for Work Ethic Development. We'll be hearing from organizations such as Opportunity America, National Council for Workforce Education, Social Justice Learning Institute, Kaiser Permanente, Verizon, uh, Aurora Health, and a few others. Boeing. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that, you know, we've, we've got a nice, diverse panel to talk about the subject at hand, right? And very timely and really approaching the conversation through multiple lenses, is really important. Yeah, those are some big players and some they have a lot of power in the spaces that they work within. So what are you thinking or hoping that people walk away with from this event? What, what would be the main takeaway? I would say that one thing that we can hope to take away from the event is our participant gaining more insight and perspective on the subject matter from a diverse group of speakers, as we just mentioned earlier, so that they can take it back to their network and do one of a few things. They can ideate on solutions, they can ignite dialogue with their organizations and community, or better yet, they could really activate on making the necessary changes needed. Only they will know, only the participant, the attendee will know. You know, I encourage the attendees to go back and make assessments of their organizations and community based on the insights that they've gained. That's amazing though. That's a great way to summarize how, how to interact with this conference. So that being said, who should be, who needs to be there? Who needs to be witnessing? <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> right. All of us. That's true. But <laughs> Everyone. But if I, you know, if I can narrow it down into, into clusters, it would really be, you know, our faculty, our students, our policymakers, our business leaders, and, you know, jokingly, not jokingly, honestly, everyone and anyone who cares about the future of work, the, the future state of our economy, the future state of, of our workforce, 
everyone should be caring about the future of work. And it's not just about occupations. It's about systems. It's about creating culture of inclusion. It's about identifying opportunities, growth opportunities within specific sectors. Um, it's about so much more than just occupations when we think about you know, our future of work. Wow. Yeah. I'm nodding along. You can't see me, but I'm like, yes, <laughs> this is, it's very inspiring hearing it from that in framed in that way. And you're right. If you care about the economy, you should care about the future of work. So how can we attend? How do we participate? You can attend by simply logging on to pasadena.edu and in the search toolbar, you just simply type in future of work and it'll take you directly to the registration page. Is there any cost? There is zero cost to attend the event. And uh, we hope that, again, because of that, we'll gain more participants because the idea is that we want to continue to spread the dialogue and you know the event the event is designed to really amplify these discussions so if we can have our attendees take it back that's a win for us that's a win so that's why there's no cost that's amazing that this is a free event so it is november 12th and uh can you give us the time frame the time frame is from 9 to 11 pacific standard time and we will have um closing remarks from Shenny Weber who is our vice chancellor of Economic and Workforce Development for the California Community College's Chancellor's Office. So we really hope everyone attends. Every Again, everyone and anyone who cares about future of work and the state of our, of our world, please come join us. Amazing. Well, thank you for sharing all of this information with us, Latrice. I can't wait to see what everyone has to say next week on November 12th. I will see you there virtually, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks thanks for being my co-host and look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you for listening to the Future of Work podcast presented by Pasadena City College. If you'd like to get involved and have resources to share or be a guest on the show, you can find a link to our webpage to reach out to us in the show notes. Also, don't forget to subscribe and tell us your thoughts about the show. This helps more people like you discover the podcast and you can look forward to new episodes every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts.